I love new products. It's exciting, but I also like taking care of your core. I have a theory. You do one thing and you do it right. And you do it really well and you'll be successful. Welcome to Beyond Speaking with Brian Lord. That gentleman is how the tractor seat was invented. Hey, it's Mikey from the Goonies. That was a million dollars, over a million dollars lost. A podcast featuring deeper conversations with the world's top speakers. I'm Brian Lord, and on the show today, we have NASCAR Hall of Famer Daryl Waltrip as he shares the story of the Dale Earnhardt tragedy, what it takes to be a winner, and the importance of taking care of your core. So this is a classic interview. Uh, it's the only interview I've ever been in where someone put me in a headlock. I was not expecting that portion, but uh, Daryl Waltrip is a very energetic guy, and it was a completely unplanned interview. He came in here to sign his book, which he references in the interview, and um, and I was like, hey, you want to do an interview? Sure, why not? But it's uh, an amazing story, a tragic story, um, but also you can just really see Daryl coming through in it. So anyway, enjoy this interview. We've got the new book out, uh, Sundays Will Never Be the Same, uh, Racing Tragedy and Redemption, uh, My Life in America's Fastest Sport. You're already a New York Times bestselling author. Uh, what, what's the focus of this book? Well, it, it, it's, um, it's a little bit of history, uh, you know, how I got started in, in racing as a kid growing up in Owensboro, Kentucky, and some of the wild and crazy rides I took, uh, you know, in my teenage years, uh, then, then the progression from Owensboro to Nashville uh, to eventually to a, to a Sprint Cup championship. So, uh, and, then, and then finally, the Hall of Fame uh, just a couple of three weeks ago. So it's a, it's a little bit of everything. And the tragedy part is, uh, is the 2001 Daytona 500. Ironically, a number of things, things fell in place, if you will. That was my first race that I was doing as an analyst for Fox Sports right. in the booth. My brother, Michael, not my son, my brother, <laughs> my brother, Michael, was driving for Dale Earnhardt and DEI. So it's Dale, it's Dale uh, Jr., Dale Earnhardt Jr., Dale Sr.'s son, uh, my brother, Michael, and Steve Park. Those are Dale's cars, and uh, they're in a 2001 Daytona 500, and um, my brother never won a race. And we had been together all through the winter time, talking about, oh, man, wouldn't it be cool? It's my first time doing a race. And what if you won it? <laughs> I mean, and that, why would we even think that he never won one? Right. So right. what if you won it? That would be incredible. <laughs> and so here we are at Daytona, and it's been a great race. I mean, it's gone a lot of, a lot of lead changes and different car. You know, Dodge was back, and it was just a, it was a, it was a really exciting race as it, as it was unfolding. And uh, lo and behold, it gets down the end of the race, just a few laps to go. My brother's leading it, and my brother has got a pretty darn good chance of winning this thing, you know. And 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 Dale Jr. is running second, and Dale Sr. is running third. So here they are lined up, just like Dale told Michael. Dale had told Michael before the race started, at the end of the day, we'll be running first, second, and third. And so my brother's driving on thinking, how did he know that? <laughs> Dale just said well, he was savvy like it. He kind of could see things that other people couldn't see. Nonetheless. The white flag comes out, last lap of the race, mm -hmm. of the Super Bowl, our right. Super Bowl, Daytona 500. And Michael's leading, and he's got a chance of winning this thing. Well, I'm, an, I'm a wreck. You know, <laughs> I'm thinking he, they're going to – because when you're at Daytona, you draft. Mm -hmm. 
So you can get a draft up on a guy and pass him yeah. pretty easy. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, Michael, what are you doing? They're all going to pass you. They're all going <laughs> to pass you on the last lap. You're going to finish 15th. I guarantee you. But he didn't. He come off the second turn. They start down the back straightaway. And Michael and Dale Jr. got a little gap on the rest of the pack back here. And Dale Sr. is just kind of riding herd on everybody. He's blocking. He goes up to the high side and blocks a car. He comes back down the inside and blocks a car. He's all over the racetrack. Larry McReynolds is in a booth with me. He's my partner in the booth. Yeah. I said, Larry, somebody's going to wreck Dale if he keeps driving like that. Uh -huh. And 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 because he was driving very defensively, you know, trying to hold everybody off so Michael and Dale Jr. could win the race. Mm -hmm. Come off turn four. By now, it's obvious Michael's going to win. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I am, I'm hysterical, mm -hmm. crying, screaming. Mikey, <laughs> come on, Mikey! And 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 and, he, and Mikey wins the race. In the as he's coming to the line, at the corner of my eye, I see back up the racetrack. I see there's a wreck. Mm -hmm. I see there's something happening up the racetrack. But I'm still watching Michael come across, get the checkered flag. Michael crossed the line. Everything is great. I'm going to Victory Circle. I'm going to celebrate with my brother. Wow, I won the Daytona 500. He's won the Daytona 500. This is as good as it could get. Yeah. Then we had a replay of what happened on the last lap. Mm -hmm. I see Dale's car get bumped, and as it gets bumped, it gets loose, and then it shoots straight back up the racetrack, mm -hmm. hits the outside wall, probably around 160 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. As a driver, I know what that can do to you. It's a, it's that sudden, bam! It, you, 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 your body can't take it. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw that what happened to Dale's car, not only did he go up and hit the wall, but here comes Kenny Schrader, and Kenny drives right into him, so he's got a double whammy, bam, bam, and it was just too much. Mm -hmm. I got this big knot. I almost got sick to my stomach because now I'm, I'm in a dilemma. Mm -hmm. Victory Circle, hospital. Mm -hmm. Victory Circle, my brother just won his first race. Or go to the hospital and see about Dale. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I chose to go to the hospital because mm -hmm. I felt I felt that Dale was probably in big trouble. Mm -hmm. And and I I didn't know if he had I didn't know how bad it was, but I knew it was bad. And by the time we left the the booth to go to the hospital, I found out that that wreck had taken his life. And so uh, it was an incredible day uh, in the hospital uh, with the family and. All the NASCAR people, and and the thing about it is is that was that that had such an impact on our sport. Dale was not just a local hero; he was just not a NASCAR hero. He was known worldwide. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the next week he's got the picture of Dale Earnhardt, the Intimidator, on the cover of Time magazine. People all over the world were mourning the passing of Dale Earnhardt, so it was a huge deal. And everybody at the hospital after, we were all walking around in a daze. None of us could believe. I mean, Dale was Superman. We'd seen him wreck time and time and time again. Mm -hmm. Walk away. Get out of his car and go and put his arm around somebody like <laughs> and say, you wrecked me, you son of a gun, you, you know. <laughs> but not this time. Yeah. Michael, by the same token, he's standing in victory circle waiting for that big arm to come and congratulate him because yeah. that's just kind of how Dale was. Yeah. That never happened. So we're all in the hospital. We're all walking around in a, in a daze, mm -hmm. in shock. I, I, I tell you, there were things that went on in that, in that hospital room. If I didn't have friends there that told me what, what happened that afternoon after the race when we were sitting there, I would have not 
been able to re- remember some of it. So uh, yeah. uh, that's, I, I mean, that's a little, that's that's a little little bit small part of the book. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in there. What happened afterwards, all the good that came out of Dale's uh, accident, right? All the safety things. Yeah, and you push for a lot of that yeah, too. and and yeah. that's part of it in there. I got you know NASCAR got really upset with me because I was, I was, we'd had Adam Petty, Kenny Irwin, and then Dale. Just three really two young, really great young drivers with yeah. great futures, and then our our biggest star almost killed. You know, back to back to back, mm-hmm. something had to be done, and I was not in a I was not in the mood to say we're looking at it, we're going to study it. I want something done now, yeah. and there were things there could be done uh, that that I just didn't think was getting done fast enough. So I got in trouble with Bill France Jr., Mike Helton, and the whole NASCAR crowd. Because I was so determined uh, to, to to see him make some changes, yeah. so that's in the book. And uh, then the Hall of Fame, just being at the hall there at the very end, uh, getting inducted in the Hall of Fame. So it's it's a book that covers a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. It's fun to read. Mm-hmm. I, I read it and kind of laugh. I read it, cry a little, yeah. uh, but it's it's a fun book. Yeah. Now it's it's obvious you're an incredible storyteller and. And that comes through just talking to you here and from from reading the book. And, uh, you know, you, you go out and you speak a lot. You speak to yeah. all different kinds of groups and corporate groups. And, uh, you know, one of the things you talk about talk a lot about is, you know, teamwork and motivation. What, is, what are some of the things you hit on when you are talking to groups on those topics? Uh, you know, you can't win. There's a driver, just like there's a quarterback, right. you know. But you can't win a game by yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and what people overlook is we – it's what one of my favorite things is the blind obvious. When we're when you're all right in there in it, there's things going on around you that you can't see, mm-hmm. and so those are the little things, the details. See, on a pit stop, mm-hmm. seven men, all doing something, all doing something different. Mm-hmm. There are twenty lug nuts, a little bitty lug nut, about that big. There's twenty of them on that race car. If you leave one of them off, your day is done. Yeah, that's a penalty. You're going to have to come back in the pits and put that lug nut back on. Mm-hmm. And so the guy changing the tire, the guy jacking the car, the guy gassing the car, mm-hmm. everybody's job has to be done to perfection. Mm-hmm. And nobody's job is is insignificant. It's the sum of all the parts. Mm-hmm. you got to put them all together to be a winning team. And those are the kind of things that people like to hear. Those are the things that people need to hear. And uh, I can give them some real-life examples of uh of of what what it takes to be a winner mm-hmm. and one of the things you do too is is a lot of times you know corporations are out there they're trying to change the game yeah and that's one of the things that you really did too sort of bridging the gap from the old guard to the new guard and sort of bring you know nascar in with you know sponsorships or, or what have you that you really changed yeah what are what are some of the ways that you can you can teach people to sort of change the game or, you know, motivate themselves to a new level? Well, first thing, I'm a big believer in your core, mm-hmm. in your body. If your core is strong, the rest of your body will be strong. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about a lot of businesses. They look for those uh, uh, perimeter uh, customers, mm-hmm. uh, the, the new customers. I believe in taking care of your core. Mm-hmm. I think if you take care of the core, those other customers will come. The best, The best advertising you can have is people that have done business with you, not just once, mm-hmm. but over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I, I love new products. It's exciting, but I also like taking care of 
I have a theory. You do one thing and you do it right. And you do it really well and you'll be successful. Thank you for joining us for the Beyond Speaking Podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen. To learn more, go to beyondspeak.com because adding the ING was too expensive. For this episode of the Beyond Speaking Podcast, your technical director, producer, and head Steelers fan was Eric Woody. Your creative director and part-time leprechaun was Travis Franklin. Brian Lord, your host, executive producer, and specialist in speaking about himself in the third person. Additional thanks to special consultant and the pride of St. Paul, Lauren D. of Dean Associates. Thank you to the incredible voice talents of the muy profundo Robert Borges. Finally, thanks to the premier founder, Dwayne Ward, CEO Sean Hanks, and CIO Chris Yount, simply because you need to thank powerful people. If you listen this far, you clearly have nothing better to do, so why not continue on and listen to the next Beyond Speaking podcast.